Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. M S W Media. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Miss Redacted. And I'm Mrs. Frazzled. Every week we explore the teacher exodus to find out what, if anything, could get these educators back in the classroom. We've all had our moments where we thought, what the hell am I doing here? From burnout to bureaucracy to soul-sucking stressors and creative dead ends. From recognizing when it was time to go to navigating feelings of guilt and regret afterwards, we're here to cut out the gaslighting and get real about what it means to leave teaching. We've got insights from former teachers from all over the country who have seen it all. So get ready to be disturbed. Join us on Teacher Quit talk to laugh through the pain of the U.S. education system. We'll see you there. Well, as you know, we embrace diversity here at the Stephanie Miller Show, and I've never seen so much diversity in underwears as Tomboy X. <gasps> I got the new rainbow ones. I even got the rainbow shirt. You can use it as a t-shirt or jammies. Fancy? I got the awesome. And the, the, that's a v-neck. It's so pretty. Okay. Listen, it's like nobody took the time to design authentic underwear for strong, independent, right? Comfortable with yourself, people like us. Tomboy X did. They created underwear that makes you feel like, you know, this underwear doesn't just fit. It gets me. Yes, I'm feeling proud. So I got the entire pride line. The underwear. I've got the uh, jammies. I've got the t-shirt. Tomboy X since 2014 has been making brazenly unapologetic underwear for all bodies, all shapes, all genders, all sizes, really all sizes from boxer briefs to bikinis, boy shorts to bras. Every pair of Tomboy X is created to fit you and how you see yourself and they've expanded way beyond underwear too and with their love at first wear guarantee you can order risk-free while you find your perfect fit discover your inner tomboy let me get you started with my special discount go to tomboy x under the code stephanie to get an extra 20 percent off that's an extra 20 percent off when you enter stephanie at tomboyx.com that's tomboyx Dot com. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela, and welcome to <laughs> The Final Word. Yeah, that show. <laughs> the Final Word with Frangela. The Final Word. 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 I'm not awake yet. Thank okay. you for joining us. Thank you. Listen, thank you for everyone who came on out to the show in Madison, Wisconsin this past weekend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was a blast. Yes, it was. And thank you to all of you who came and showed up on pay-per-view as well. Dude. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and did you know that there are still tickets available? You can watch it now. Yes, you, you can. You can. Go to sexyliberal.com and get your tickets or go to meathook.com mm-hmm. and it'll be right there under shows, you know. Look for the Sexy Liberal Survivors Tour, and you can watch that show as many times as you want for a year. Okay, so let's talk about it. It was a blast. We had a great time. It was so, I mean, it's the first time we've performed in front of a live audience since we got COVID from doing it um, <laughs> last February. Yeah, Not this past February, but 2020 February. And let me tell you something. The meet and grope was so much fun. And it was so wonderful to see people. People had drove in from New York. People Dude. came from the middle of Colorado, the country. Colorado. Everywhere. Up from Chicago. All the Chicago stuff heads were there. I mean, and they had the t-shirts on. Everybody, everybody was masked no. up and vaccinated. It's a good day when you get to see Karen and Natalie. Yes. Then you know that you've had a good day. Oh, 
we okay. saw Megan. I mean, we, I just saw everybody. everybody. You, your cousin. I said, my cousin was one of the, it was hilarious. I was like, these are my cousins. And somebody was like, ha ha. And then I was like, tell your mother I said hello. And they were like, oh, those really are your cousins. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't a bit. So it was great. And we really, friend. really had a great time. As weird as it was at first, mm -hmm. it just felt, you know, like a familiar friend. Yes, it was. So thank you all for your support. Thank you for coming out. We had a fabulous time. It was just Go lovely, get the show now. Yeah. Show your friends. Yeah. Oh, and while you're at it, check out Inventing Improv. It's a documentary about Chicago's greatest export, improvisation, and the life and times and influence of Viola Spolin. And we're in it. And so if you go to WTTW, you can go and check it out there. Also go to Cameo and Patreon. And you know what? Let me tell you something. At Cameo, you can get a specialized video from Frangela. That's right. Maybe a happy birthday. Maybe a pick-me-up, a pep talk. Maybe us telling your kids to go to sleep. Whatever yep. you need. Yep, yep, yep. And then if you go to patreon.com and put in Frangela, you know what you can get? What? You can get micro idiots what? three a week. It's I'm how we you. say thank you for being our Patreon subscribers. And frankly, it's how we pay the bills we're able to pay. <laughs> and it's a great <laughs> self-care for you. It is. You get to laugh whenever you want. There are hundreds of them yes. in the library. Yes. And let me tell you, there are ones in true Idiot of the Week style. Some of them... Our epic journeys. Yes. That will take you where you need to go. Yes, they will. And then always join us on Tuesdays on Facebook at the Frangela Duo page for Idiot of the Week Live. That's right. At 1 p.m. our time, Pacific Central. Yes. So whatever that means where you are. Yes, yes, yes. And then always join us for the third hour of the Stephanie Miller Show, Fridays with Frangela, or rather we like to call it the Black Power Hour. What happens? That's where Stephanie Miller becomes Stephanie Mills, and mm. Stephanie Mills somewhere becomes Stephanie Miller. Ooh. It's amazing. Wow. I also want to say that um, at the show, um, a lovely, lovely uh, man came and said hi, and was at the group group afterwards, and informed us that he had been blocked. Let me explain to you. I do this thing called pre-blocking. And so sometimes you're like the dolphin that gets caught in the tuna net. Yes. So when we get occasionally, you know, some trolley person shows up, the first thing, like there was one yesterday. Mm -hmm. The first thing I do is I go to their site, their uh, page, mm -hmm. and I look at their followers and I start blocking their followers. Okay. So sometimes if you hate follow anyone, you might have accidentally gotten gotten pre-blocked because that's the way we keep, you might have noticed on our feed, we generally don't, we don't have issues with that. I have blocked something like 23,000 people, most of whom I think have no idea who we are so um that happened but he but i wanted to to reinst you know unblock him but i of course didn't write down your name and didn't get it your screen name so if you could write us at frangela08 at gmail.com and let us know put that in your uh, subject line uh accidentally blocked and if that's happened to you don't assume it was from something you did it may in fact have been an accident of you because if you follow some jerk because you just want to see what they're up to which some people do but i can't stand that might have happened yeah 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 well, also, we got some great gifts. Yes. Oh, I mean, so many wonderful so, gifts. So just a few of them. There were lots of cheese curds. Thank you. Thank delicious. You. And, and fudge. And fudge. And the chocolate covered cherries. I can't remember exactly who gave them to us right now. Those saved me that night. Yes. So thank you. But I went, we wanted to say thank you to Mary. I think, should I say their last names? Mary C. from Madison. She gave us this lovely cloth and it says, in gratitude, solidarity, and love from Madison, Wisconsin for October 23rd, 2021. It's like, a com it's commemorative. Yes. It's really sweet. Yes. And then, and then Kate Hammond yes. gave us some beautiful, beautiful t-shirts. gorgeous, well, she makes gorgeous, and she also gave us earrings. Yeah, she also gave us earrings. She makes gorgeous earrings. They're just these really cool geometric designs of like paper and different things. You should check them out. Famous Seamus designs. 
Go ahead, I'm sorry. And then um, she also gave us a t-shirt with uh, Black Women Rock uh, from Chloe Longmire. And you can go check those out at ChaseMyCreations.com. Because Black Women Rock. Because Black Women Rock. And I think it's especially hot when people wear them. So yes. you should definitely check that out. Well, Biden and uh, the Democratic congressional leaders are pushing for a vote this week on the social spending and climate bill. And I, you know what? I agree with that. Get her done. An agreement would uh, could also allow the House to pass a separate $1.2 trillion bill to upgrade the country's roads, bridges, pipes, ports, and internet connections and send it to Biden's desk as soon as this week. I don't know, Angela. Roads, pipes, ports. I mean, when, when we have a whole city, yep, cities that are being lead poisoned. Well, well, they say that over half of the children in America have lead in their blood. Yes. There's yes. no there's no recommended daily um, okay amount of lead. You're not supposed to have lead in you at all. Half of have kids in the United States do. Together, the two packages could dislodge roughly three trillion dollars in economic spending initiatives, and we need that in this country. We yeah. need investment in this country. Well, every every you know, you, we go through the airports in this country. Yep. They're old. Yep. They're outdated, outmoded. Yep. They're old. They're too big. Some of the trains. Yes, you know, we need a high speed rail. Yes. I mean, no, there's a lot of things. However, from my point of view, if this passing this means that they can fucking focus on fucking voting rights, then fuckingy fucking I'm happy. Because <laughs> I'm so sick of this bullshit. None of this will happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's great. You did it. You got, you compromised. You did whatever you did. That's awesome. It's great. I'm, I'm happy about it. That's wonderful. It won't happen if yeah. in 2022, the Republicans steal the election the way they're setting up to do it. So, f- fucking A, if this gets it off of people's to-do list, great. Yeah. Because I'm sick of hearing about it. Yeah, we need all of that. We do, but we are in a really, really fucked situation yep. for the next election. Yep. Yep. A team of Trump advisors and lawyers set up a war room at a D.C. hotel in an effort to overturn the 2020 election. You know what? Surprise. Okay. Are we surprised oh, guess what? that they were sitting up in a hotel? They were having well, coffee brought to them? Let me be clear that they actually got these hotel rooms at a different hotel in November of the year before. Yeah. Right. They're ta- And then then they moved to this hotel. The next year, mm-hmm. you know, uh, later to start having their meetings there because it was closer to the White House. Right. Who's that about? Hmm. Who's got to get who's worried about travel time from the White House to these meetings? Let me think. Exactly. Who could that possibly be? <laughs> uh, the information that's coming out and the fact that it's coming out from people who were legit at these meetings. Yeah. Um, the Rolling Stone article, if you haven't seen it, is really interesting. Uh, it's shocking because, and I, I think this is part, we've said this before, but I think it's hard for people to understand because if you're not fluent in idiot, mm-hmm. as we are from doing Idiot of the Week for, uh, I don't know, decades, yeah. Um, what we can tell you is that the surprising thing about stupid for people is how stupid it is. Yeah. As stupid as that may sound. So what people, it feels like what the thing that trips people up on all of this, the conspiracy part of it, is that so much of it was done out in the open that yeah. it seems like, well, they couldn't possibly... possibly. If they knew that they were, if they were really doing this, they wouldn't have been so brazen about it. But that is how stupid works. It's also how entitlement works. That's right. They're, they were brash about taking oh. over and trying to have a coup. Ain't nobody ever accused no kind of Trump of being subtle. No, you know what I'm saying. No, like no. that's not a part of their things. But the um, the exclusive uh, from Rolling Stone is entitled "January 6th Protest Organizers Say They Participated in Dozens of Planning Meetings with Members of Congress and White House Staff." That is called a conspiracy. 
for an insurrection. Yep. It's called being a traitor. Yep. Yep. And you know who was in on these planning meetings oh. with members of uh, the members of Congress and White House staff? Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. We knew that. Re- Representative Paul Gosar. Lo- uh, Representative Lauren Bovert. Representative Mo Brooks. Oh, well, his ass was just clucking up there. When he was uh, he the one wearing the um the the the, the bulletproof the, vest? Yeah, 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 the body armor yeah. for the riot mm-hmm. for the I'm sorry for the uh, rally. Cause and very like really clear about that. Yeah. Uh, Matt Madison Cawthorn, Andy Biggs, Louis Gohmert, yep, and their staff, and their staff, and their staff. Those are the people, and all of them. And I think Representative uh, um, AOC, she said the other day, and I absolutely agree with her that these people should be removed. That's right, Ma- and Mark Meadows. And Mark Meadows, the chief of staff for one of the many, chief of staff for Trump, um, he was high involved. It's been suggested over and over and over again, and I think shown. Yeah. Um, but the point is that that. That, that these people, if I think participating in the attempt to overthrow the government, yeah, that's reason enough to have you thrown out of being in the government. Yes, organize, organizers also claim that uh, Louis Gosar offered them several assurances about yes. a blanket pardon. Well, that's the thing. In an ongoing investigation. That's why these people are talking, right? Because they were promised over and over again that they would get a blanket pardon from Trump and they didn't. And now they're pissed about it. They still agree with Donald Trump, but they do. But they believe that. But they have been giving evidence, apparently, to the committee and some to Rolling Stone Mm -hmm. (laughs) about these other people because they got betrayed, which is interesting. I always find it fascinating. It's like, it's one of them, um, what do you call it, when the old stories that you're supposed to learn from. Oh, you yeah, know, right, like, right. like, you know, it's the whole, the scorpion and the whatever, right, the frog right, 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 or the right, right, whatever. Like a fable. The, yeah, it's like a fable, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, what did you think was good? All you've watched Trump be mm-hmm. is traitorous and treasure, you know, and, and um, betray people. I mean, every wife. Yes. Marla Maples, not Marla Maples, that's what's his name. Um, not Marla Maples is, was him. Was that Mar- was hitting Marla yeah, Maples? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, because that's uh, Tiffany's, Tiffany's mama. mama. Uh, all you know about Trump is betrayal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so now you're like, I can't believe he, he betrayed, betrayed me. me. Well, I can't, you know what? You know what? But you know, he he's not going to betray me. Yeah. I'm gonna, You know what? Every time any person has ever thought or felt that thought, what you have invited. That's right. Is that betrayal. That's right. Gosar, this is a quote, apparently said, I was just going over the list of pardons, which is interesting enough. And we wanted to tell you guys how much we appreciate all the hard work you've been doing. He told that to the one of the uh, people that's speaking to Rolling Stone, who they refer to as one of the organizers. Um, he went on, this organizer said, I would have done it either way, with or without the pardon. I do truly believe in this country, but to use something like that and put that on the table when someone is so desperate, it's really not good business. So desperate? What do you mean you're so desperate? What so I'm hearing is here, I wouldn't have done this thing. Also, what you have to, what you need to hear in that is that this person knew that this stuff was a, was possibly that's, criminal. That's right. They knew it was possibly criminal because being, why would you be desperate about doing something that's right and righteous exactly. and legal? No, you were, you were desperate about is that you knew you were colluding that's to over throw a righteous and rightful election. You knew what you were doing was illegal, but you were doing it anyway. And whether or not you want to say now you would have done it anyway, the truth is we'll never know. You did it because you thought you, you had thought, cover. You thought it wouldn't, there'd be no consequence. That's right. And had there been a, the possibility of a consequence, which here we are back at something that if you go watch the, the show, 
the Sexy Liberal Survivors Tour show. Go to sexyliberal.com right now and get it. You'll get to see us do an exciting and amazing bit about flight attendants and why we think they should be put in charge of security for the whole country. Yep. Because that is the one place there seems to be consequences for these idiots acting crazy is on planes. And consequences work. They make Nazis cry. Yep. Speaking of consequences, the civil trial over the uh, Unite the Right rally begins in federal court in Charlottesville. A civil court case over the 2017 violent Unite the Right rally began on Monday. Um, The trial got underway after one day of jury selection. Which was apparently boiled down to be screaming about Antifa. (laughs) I, you know. So uh, apparently like seven of the of the people who were named in this who are being sued here. This is civil court, by the way, which I want to say something about. Yeah. But some of these people have already lost from default judgments because they just didn't show up for things and didn't turn in things. Right. And the big question here is, did the alt-right people and organizations who came to Charlottesville in, 20, in August of 2017 plan and coordinate a violent gathering? All right. Well, yeah. They did. Um, and, and they're accused of a conspiracy to commit racially motivated violence. Yeah. Um, and the, the first thing I want to say about it is it's really disgusting to me that the only way there are consequences for this is civil yeah. trial. That these people had to go get attorneys. Yeah. They had to go get the Integrity First of America group is one, one of the groups that's helping back this lawsuit. This lawsuit. Um, these are civil trials, and they should be. In, and there have been some criminal trials associated with, particularly the the murder of Heather Heyer. But these people should have been facing consequences before, and consequences in in criminal court. You mean when the president of the United States comes out the day after mm-hmm. and says there were fine people on both sides? Yeah. You mean in in th- in yeah. that moment? Yeah. This is why we're here. Yep. That this is this is why these people have to have to go through. I mean, and we're talking now. What is it? Four years later. Yeah, they it's have to go through civil court four years to get, to get any get kind, kind of justice. justice. And the, the, what they want to do, and I say huzzah, is and this has been the strategy of all sorts of civil rights groups trying to get some kind of justice is bankrupt the racists. Yeah, like and because and you know already. Um, Three of these people um, have gathered tens of thousands of dollars in sanctions for just not turning in material and not showing up the way they were supposed to. One of the people being sued said he accidentally dropped his phone in in the toilet, so that's why he couldn't give them evidence. Just stuff like that. Like, it's just, like, ridiculous. Most of these people, including Richard Spencer, are defending themselves, which I, on the one hand, I love because it's ridiculous and stupid but on the other hand that means that they're going to be questioning their victims directly which is a form of harassment if you ask me and i and i have a problem with that but it's disgusting and bizarre to me that this is the only way four years later that anything's going to happen to these people right because for doing something that they absolutely planned they were wearing the same outfit (laughs) come on are we trying to say that like hundreds of people showed up in a white shirt and khakis by accident yeah yeah, yeah. With tiki torches? That, that's not coordination? We can't even get it done when we saw gallows in front of the Capitol with with cameras, screaming Mike Pence's name, 
pissing and shitting on people the floor. holding each other's shoulders to walk through a commando style like yeah. they've been like they're trained through the like you can't get it you can't get it against towards. the government how do you how the fuck are you gonna find justice for on people who we have we have actual video of yeah and photo after photo after photo I believe I would recognize that first row of people from that <laughs> one photo anywhere I went I'd be like oh you were one of the fuckheads at Charlottesville like it's absolutely not okay and 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 we this is what happens when there aren't consequences yes all yeah. right and i am and i understand that for much of white america consequences is going to be a new experience i know i know but it's new i for understand them. it's new for them it's new for but them. that's you know what new things sometimes are scary yeah but then then we get we get used to them yeah. and it gets easier also the white house oh uh, this is i found this really interesting hmm the White House is launching a new program allowing private citizens to sponsor resettling Afghan refugees. Now, how did that hit you? It hit me weird. Yeah. It hit me strange. And, you know, because I, I you know, I, I don't know if, but, but this is what I found. So let me read it for to you real quick. The Biden administration announced a new initiative allowing private citizens to sponsor resettling Afghan refugees, a move that could bolster a weakened U.S. resettlement system tested by thousands of recent arrivals. Uh, under the arrangement, groups of citizens can form what are called sponsor circles to help refugees with basic services and tasks traditionally handled by nonprofits, like securing housing, uh, accessing government benefits, and providing food and clothing clothing during their first 90 days in the u.s now that hit you weirdly because it hit me weirdly because because i was like i don't know if i would be leaving that to my neighbors to get done with you know resettling people it hit me that way too a little bit and i was actually kind of shocked and dismayed to see how many of these things are actually already handled by yes. by charitable organizations that they aren't in fact handled by the government they, they sort of yeah you can come here but take care of it bye mm-hmm. it sounds like was what happens yeah. um and that's not what I thought, which I blame myself for not knowing more about it. But I, I, but also I get what you're saying because I, for me, my first thought was these people are coming to this play, country. They theoretically don't know anyone because otherwise they, th- you would think those people might be more helpful, right? Um, or at least would try, you know, be a part of the, helping them resettle in some kind of way. And maybe that's true. Um, but uh, it makes you feel like, well, you're talking about a group, a population that could be very easily taken advantage, taken advantage of, of. Um, and influence and, and to be at the specific behest or, you know, like to owe, to be with the people who you owe your life to in some way. Yes. It's, it always makes me a little bit nervous. Not, not to say that everybody, you know, we, what we know is that it's an incredible thing. And if you can take part in this program, there is a screening process. It looks, yes. it's, I mean, it's, I have to believe from what, that they're, rigorous and the screening does require um there are some basic requirements that you have to meet if you're somebody's interested in doing this and if you are i would totally encourage you to do it yeah but it does hit me that way too a little bit of fear for this this population but here's the deal groups of at least five adults must apply together and complete background checks raise a minimum of 2200 uh, almost 2300 dollars per refugee pass a knowledge check and submit a robust welcome plan in order to become sponsored. What is that $2,300 for? Because that's not a lot of money. No. What's no. that supposed to do? I don't know. But that's they not... say that's a, a minimum. Yeah, like, a, but is that supposed to, like, 
get them an apartment because I I don't know what city that's in. Yeah. You know, yeah, but yeah. a deposit and whatever else you might need. Like I don't know what that's for, but um, the knowledge check is interesting. Yes. Because yes. I wish we required knowledge checks for um, well, almost everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Uh, welcome plan is interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's uh you can go to the uh community sponsorship hub. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. Um they're the nonprofit that's in charge of vetting and training the sponsors. Yeah. So there's training. Yeah, there is training. If you can do it, that would do it and let us know. Like yes, we'd love please. to hear about the process. Or if you've already if you're somebody who's doing it now or has done it before, please write us at frangel08 at gmail.com and let us know about it. Yes, please. We'd love to talk to you about it. Uh also get ready. This year's Thanksgiving dinner could be the most expensive meal in the history of the holiday. Let me tell you how I this is what's fascinating to me, and I don't know if you've had this experience. Hmm. How many people, and I've watched it happen, I think at this point, everybody I know who I I have speak to on a regular basis has mm-hmm. said to me in some form, have you noticed how expensive everything is now? Yeah. Have you noticed prices going up at the grocery store? Yeah. Yeah. It's, just called, it's called inflation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been happening since the middle of the summer. But it's hitting like every product now. And yes. we're also hitting shortages. Yeah. You know, and, and we're hitting what are they, Costco. What, and, what, what can't you get right now a little bit? I don't know. I mean, maybe my leg is bouncing like <laughs> crazy. <laughs> It just set it off. There's a sh- there's apparently a shortage on Diet Coke, and so um, we bought all we were allowed to buy from all the neighborhood, the regular stores <laughs> within a five mile radius of where I, I live. Um, but if you have a pawn like a six pack or a twelve pack, if you could write us at frangela zero at gmail dot com, let me know where it at, because I got peeps in almost every place. I can get I can get somebody there to get it to ship it. Yeah, there's shortages. If you go to the grocery store, you're seeing yeah. empty shelves on some things because yeah. of the supply chain problems. Exactly. And the things that are there, like I was looking at bacon. Now the price of bacon has been a problem for a while. Bacon is like. It has become the most. It is like nine dollars. Oh really? I know you're a, you're a yeah, vegetarian, yeah. but bacon is like. And I don't even. We bought some a while ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, and I remember my my friend was like, "Ooh, we got bacon," and I was like, "Wow, yeah, <laughs> wow, that's become like like Gold. you know like yeah. a filet mignon." Yeah, or yeah, something. yeah. Well, nearly every component of the Thanksgiving feast, including this, the disposable roasting pan. After dinner coffee, the pumpkin pie will cost more this year per agricultural economists, farmers, and grocery executives. The financial hit comes as a result of a knotted supply chain, high transportation expenses, labor shortages, and trade policies. So be prepared. Be prepared in your budget as you approach that day. Because, you know, I, you know, we were just talking about this. And, you know, some people... You know, it depends on how you feel about the holiday. There are things you want to have, you need to have that are traditional. And, you know, the cost of Thanksgiving is a lot of when money. When you think about your food budget, that I think for many people, that one meal is could be the whole month's food budget. Absolutely. Um, and maybe more than one month, it looks like now. And that's a lot to do. Yes. And I, I, you know, I the societal expectation, you know, for years, I've been trying to get my family to move one of these holidays. Yes. To move Thanksgiving or Christmas to May. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because and they've got issues about both moving either one of them mm-hmm. something happens in christmas that my mother seems to think is can't be moved and then at thanksgiving everybody's like well that's when it happens and you don't really want a turkey in may i go but we have the same meal at thanksgiving and christmas but we're you know and we're very blessed people we're very lucky people but there are people for whom i i would like to encourage us all 
to start thinking about i think one of the the, the side effects of the pandemic and of the lockdown and of all of and people losing their jobs and, mm-hmm. and all of that has been a re-examination of what do i need to spend money on yes because when we were actually didn't have any money or didn't have like people talk about being in shape and um losing weight we mm-hmm. both lost some weight during the pandemic and um and there are people like how i go well closing bars and restaurants and being broke yeah. really does help it does because here's the thing when you're the food that's inexpensive is also generally speaking bad for you yeah vegetables are very expensive yes you know um and they don't fill you up the same way a mcdonald's does or a pizza frozen pizza does you, you know how many totinos you can get pizzas <laughs> for like five dollars i know so um it's it's i look at this and i'm like this is a real people have been looking at these things and but if we could start to examine as a society way to have a way to have these things that doesn't focus so much on spending on spending on the um, cost. being together is the thing because that's gonna cost i mean i was telling francis how much tickets home to detroit plane tickets are crazy yeah you know so hopefully we can all even in our own communities like you know normally people talk about what they're making for thanksgiving and stuff and it might be great exercise to talk about things you're doing mm-hmm. and try not to focus so much on the the spending mm-hmm. i just i know they're i because okay i'll tell you i know some people who are gonna have they're not having what they know they're not having what they want to have and they're going through a lot of shame about it that's right and exactly you know like you know i grew up the way we grew up there was uh my mother would do a turkey a ham she yeah. would also do capons multiple she would do, pies she, she would do stuffed capon that that right that then was over that was 150 dollars yeah, worth of was extravagant then in now the 70s made, now i think it's impossible you know for a lot of people um, you remember the little the little tray of like little onions and oh yeah little pickles play. and all yeah, that yeah all play. that Mm-mm. you gotta put that out you know and it's and it's all of that and you know and i you talk about like especially like black folks you know but mm-hmm. everybody has you know huge thanksgiving meals but you know how much it costs to make some macaroni and cheese that right was just now. about to say you when you you ate four blocks of macaroni and cheese to do x amount you know what i mean it's like that right there for cream butter cheese that's 25 dollars. that's a side dish for we're not even talking about if you're going to get a turkey and they're saying that Turkey, this could is likely to be the biggest expense. That um, their price per pound is expected to surpass the current record benchmark of a dollar thirty six that was set in twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yep. And the price increase is mostly attributable to the price of what, Francis? Motherfucking corn. Let's talk about corn. Okay. Did you ever see a documentary called King Corn? I, I suggest you? you see it because then you'll understand the importance of corn. But- did, did I have had to hear so much about this damn documentary, King Corn? <laughs> did y'all have to know? That I was, did that, that on was purpose. Because you, you have to share in my pain, which is King Corn. When I tell you that, how much, Francis, for the first, I don't know, three or four years after that, especially, you, you stopped doing it as much within the last year and a half. But it used to be that, like, it didn't matter what we were talking about. She somehow went into the evils of corn at some point. I'd be like, you know what? My foot hurts. Well, that's because of corn. Corn. King Corn. Let me tell you something about King Corn. And, like, you'd be like, wait, what? Like, so, yeah, that's, that's, dinner rolls are going up in price because baking ingredients have as well canned cranberry sauce you know there were some parts of the meal that you could count on being like a buck that's That's right that's done that's done because you know we were talking about it because the uh domestic steel plants have to catch up on the pandemic delayed production right so everything is going to cost more from what goes inside the can the can itself to the wrapping the paper that they have my permission to just write in permanent marker on the outside of the can (laughs) 
Google that Cran- out. It's cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce. One of the three companies that makes it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> like, do we really need all, all that? spray. You know yeah, what? yeah, just, yeah. yeah, just put it up you there. Know, I make oh, you my get own. that good? I make, I make my own. Oh, yeah, but she, you do I weird things. I make a relish. I make she, a cranberry She does weird relish. things with it. That's that. That's where it gets okay, weird. I put, that's not weird things. I put apples, nuts, mandarin oranges. You were so. Orange zest, lemon oh, zest. Oh, my God. Let me explain to you. Inside of it. And it makes a delicious chutney. This is the thing. This is the thing that puts you several seats away from me at the barbecue. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. I am black. I, I don't see how I you can eat black. that shit in the can. I am more black because I'm an American. Okay, <laughs> because my forefathers and mothers died, so I could eat cranberry sauce it's from a can. can. I know. You know what? And here's the I thing. I don't know what treachery you're pulling over there with your mandarin oranges <laughs> and your fucking communist <laughs> walnuts or whatever the hell you put in there. Well, I know what you put in there is treachery. It's treachery. You're right. You're I put right. tradition and love <laughs> and That's fight. Freedom. There's freedom, freedom. freedom in my chutney. There's freedom in my chutney. Your chutney is debilitating. <laughs> it makes us it makes us sucker upon the teat of China. <laughs> That's what it does. <sighs> I don't even un, I can't. Let me tell you something. I am hardcore about that traditions of for Thanksgiving. In that I my family has tried a few recipe changes that I have had to come out against. Exactly. <laughs> like there was this attempt to make the macaroni and cheese quote unquote less fatty. I don't know what the fuck was going on. I love my sister more than myself. You know I do, but something happened to her that year. <laughs> somebody got to her, somebody got in her head, and I had to correct that situation. Then one year my mother tried to get a honey baked ham without the, the, the crust. Cl- without the crust on it. Without the, the sugar crust. What I was like, what? Who, who, I mean, who are you? Me and Erica, what was hysterical when she said it, we both went, <gasps> Like the massive gasp. And we both, I mean, I know Erica had the same thought I had was, is mommy, is this, do we have to step in and take care of her? Is it the time? Is it the time? Is it the time to step in and take care of her? Has she lost her faculties? <laughs> and she, she was like, what? I mean, she goes, it would be less, it'd be healthier. And we're like, I don't know who you are, but shut up. Like, that's, you're trying to take our mother away. Like, no. And I feel like, but that's why I say, knowing all that, that this would be a good time for all of us to engage in some different talk, (laughs) you know, including me, which I know we just did the opposite of it. But, you know, nobody should feel shame or feel bad because I know some of you listening to us, we're all going through hard times. Quite, I am not lying when I say Patreon is supporting us. Yes. It absolutely is. And, and, And that is... And we are incredibly grateful for it. It's quite frankly not enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of juggling going on. Mm-hmm. But but there are people who don't have that, mm-hmm. you know, who don't have anything. And and so it's a really important that we remember what the holidays yeah. really about. Well, just family and being together. Even so, if that's to have, you know, some Totinos. That's Peace. right. Is that how you say Totinos? Totinos. Yeah. Is that it? Totinos. Yeah, totinos. And that is our final word. And now it's time for emails, emails. Time to go get your emails. Which you have them. Oh, you have them all? Yeah. Okay, here, here, here. Uh, here's okay. It says, uh, Good morning, ladies. This is from Pamela J. Thank you so much. Uh, She says, I'm looking forward to the Sexy Liberal Tour on Saturday. Girl, it happened. Uh, While I appreciate and understand the diligent work of the Democrats and President Biden, I do not understand why media and citizens continually bash the Democrats for not getting things done. There are Democrats and Republicans in Congress and Republicans in Congress. We all need to step up and hold the Republicans accountable and ask them, why are you there? Why are you not doing your job? And why are you not fighting for us? The responsibility is not only up to the Democrats, it is the responsibility 
responsibility of all of them to make this country oh, better for all of us. Like President Biden said, if you're not going to help, get out the way. The reason I included that is because let me explain you this entire podcast is a critique of the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. That's all we're doing. Quite clearly, we don't speak to them because there's no use in speaking to them. Yeah, They're not listening to us. They don't care. They're voting in lockstep. They are the problem. Mm-hmm. That is why we have to be on our J-O-B because the only people who are going to listen to us that we have any hope of listening to us are the Democrats. Yep. That's why. Um, it's not to mean, and it's a frustra- particular frustration of mine in that way of like, just because something isn't in every sentence doesn't mean it isn't intended. No, sure. You know, and that the reality is, of course, the Republicans are the problem. Yeah, that, that's the problem all I mean, day long. All day long, all day strong. But, but the, the only people we have any ability to get anything out of are the Democrats. So when we focus on them, it's because we we actually spend a lot of time talking about the wrong of the Republican Party and all that, and not so much about the individuals because it doesn't matter outside of like we just spent the first part of this podcast talking about the people advocating for insurrection or planning an insurrection. Um, But understand that just because every sentence doesn't have the Republicans in it, that is the implied, of course. Mm -hmm. Of course, Republicans should care about whether or not children have lead in their blood. Republicans should care about whether or not people are eating. But they don't. And if they do, they're hiding it. Yes, and so and, and our job is to, even though they're on our side, is to get after and get into our representation. That's Make right. our representation work for us. So that is why, and I think that the, the, that is something that I, that I hope that people understand, that just as like when we say we want people to get vaccinated, understand in that statement, we know there are people who can't. Yes. We don't always say it every time we echo the sentiment, but that is inherently a part of our messaging. Um, and there are, I will say the people that I'm frustrated with, like this morning, we were crying on Tuesday. Uh, Mama Stephanie Miller and uh, was she said that she would like to shove Andrea Mitchell up Chuck Todd's ass. <laughs> allegedly, that would give him a good reaming. Well, this is the thing, and then um, then she thought maybe like his ass was too tight for that. Right, like we right, weren't even really right, sure if that would work. Right. And and I agree with her because I am sick and tired of watching both of them. And I, I had a lot of respect for Andrea Mitchell, but she's on one drum. And so is Chuck Todd. Mm-hmm. To the point of they look stupid. I think we even said it last week. Yeah. That Chuck Todd literally, he was interview, interviewing, um, oh my gosh, why am I losing his name? He's a secretary for um, transportation. He ran from president. Oh, 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 Pete Buttigieg. Oh, thank you, Buttigieg. Ooh, that was crazy. I had told mine, like, that he was questioning Pete. He had Pete Buttigieg on for an interview, and he said, you know, why didn't you do these things last year? And he was like, you mean when, I can't speak for when we weren't in office? Right. That's how negative Chuck Todd is. He's starting at that. Yeah. So that, you know, that's why you don't always hear it, but you are absolutely a thousand percent right. The real problem is yes. the GOP. Yep. All day long. This is from uh, Kevin O. Thank you. He said, my wife and I loved you, Sexy Liberal set from Madison. Thank you for coming. And if you want to see it again, go to sexyliberal.com. You can go see it now and watch as much as you want for up to a year. Have you considered doing a mini tour or residency in the Bay Area? Well, of course we would love to. Is somebody offering? Uh, you could experiment with new material in Berkeley, Oakland, San Francisco, and we would love it. We would love it, too. Yes. And we would, anybody out there who can make that happen, please do. Yes. Uh, uh, this is from Alan F. Thank you. He says, another great show. Watched it on pay-per-view from the California desert. I introduced my girlfriend to you all, and she loved it. There better be an L.A. show because she wants to go with me. John's pure happiness at being on stage will live rent-free in my head forever. And damn it, Karen in Chicago, that was supposed to be my lap dance. Uh, <laughs> let's just say 
So you want to watch it now. We missed a few minutes of the show. Not, not wink, wink, and sorry for Angela. Oh, <laughs> why, oh, why do the five of you have to be so sexy? Not that I'm complaining, and I'm not quite sure what any of that means. Keep it up, and I look forward to the NLA show. Alan. Thank you, Alan. We Thank love you, you love, love you, love you. Love you. And Alan. also, this is from... Um, excited Cliff in Miami. Hi, Frangela. Dune premieres tomorrow, October 21st. Ah! Woo! Uh, I'm going to watch on HBO Max. I'm not sending foot into a movie theater in Florida ever again. No COVID rules at all. Rules at all. That's really upsetting. Uh, getting stocked up on popcorn and beer. Well, we saw it. We did. We went on Saturday. We were in Madison and we went to go see Dune because it had just opened and we were like, we got to see the Dune. We got to see the Dune. I've actually now watched it four times. I've watched it another once. Yeah. Um, but we, and now we're in parts. I'm making um, my friend watch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Over explaining. Exactly. Everything to him. Exactly, exactly. Tom and I watched it when I got home. Uh, I watched it again on Monday and I watched it again Monday night. It's um, really good. I mean... We have we could we could get into a more fulsome critique at some other we point. We could, we could, we but could. but it's visually stunning. It's stunning. You know what? You know what? And now it's time for resistance wrap up. This is where we give you an actionable item in addition to calling your representatives and senators, whether they be, whether they be Republicans or Democrats, um, at 202-224-3121 to tell them what you want and need and if they're doing a good job and if they aren't, which, you know, hey. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have uh, a GoFundMe that yes. you could go check out if you have the ability to do so. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, here, this is the, uh, this is about... It's a guy. Okay, yes. so um, basically, uh, we uh, we have a longtime listener friend, Jeremy B, who has uh, he's helping out a refugee. This is a specific person who is a refugee in um, Kenya and needs help to get medical care and to get basic resources. So um, he is also LGBTQ mm-hmm. and he's, you know, he just really doesn't need help. So it's a very specific thing. But it's, um, you can, basically he has it, calls it help a refugee get access to dignity. Um, so if you go to GoFundMe slash 7142B7F7, I'm going to say that again, GoFund, the way they have it is GoFund period me backslash 7142B7F7. Go there. Um, and if you put, I think if you put in help a refugee get access to dignity or, uh, yeah, I think that's the way to do it. Then you can help this person, and the funds will be used for things like food, yeah, uh, hygiene products, medication, a trip to the doctor. He's got some specific health needs. Um, and there are two goals. The immediate goal of this fundraiser is to raise funds, like all fundraisers. And the second goal of this fundraiser is to get Sultan out of the refugee camp so he can become a productive contributor to society. And so you could be helpful in one person's life. And in anybody who donates $25 or more will be sent, if they wish, a custom hand-drawn artwork piece that he has created, Jeremy, um, specifically for this fundraiser. So it's it's a one-person thing where you can make a big difference with probably not that much money if you can't. So please help if you can. I'm Frances Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The, the Final Word. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? 
These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.